Hey, hey, I'm Cass. And I'm Kat. And you're listening to Seduce. Quick disclaimer, we are not healthcare professionals, but we just talk about life and all our experiences, so come along and enjoy the ride. Let's get juicy. Hey Cass, how are you going today? I'm really good, Kat. How are you? <laughs> really good. <laughs> so good. I'm actually super excited about this chat today. Um, we are going to talk business, if you're ready. I'm always ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think, the most common things I get asked about me. Is really? Business questions. Yeah. Is that right? Absolutely. Well, I've got a few more questions coming your way, but some of them get a little bit deep. Mm. So if you're ready to ride. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do this. But first, I want to give you a bit of an intro. You know, I was thinking to myself when they do an interview and they make it really fancy and they do almost like a this is your life moment, like that segue <laughs> into you talking. <laughs> <The> scream. <laughs> I do a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I love that. Cassandra, this is your life. <laughs> Please do that. No, so ready? Okay, you want to hear my intro? Yes. Okay. Cassandra, you launched your jewellery business back in 2010, which was 12 years ago. You had your first collection come up in 2013 and it completely blew up. You've been a finalist in the International Jewellery Design Awards and even had stars like Carrie Bickmore wear your pieces to the Logies, where I believe she won that night. She did. You've had footballers' wives, New York fashion bloggers, even Samantha Jade wear your creations before. But perhaps your biggest star to wear your designs to date is me. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. I'm so sorry. I had to. (laughs) That was great. First of all, I have never heard it put that beautifully. (laughs) Well, I've got more. Overseas, shooting collections, a team of fabulous women working for you, and studios in both Adelaide and Melbourne. You are killing it, girl. <laughs> oh, thank you. Did you ever imagine it would be this successful? Short answer, yes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know me. I never set out to fail on things that I do. And at the ripe age at of 25, I set out to start this. And I was really big on goal setting and writing down what I wanted to achieve. And I did envision... A team. I, you know, envisioned multiple studios having amazing people wear my jewellery. So I definitely saw it at the start. It probably took longer than I wanted, though. Mm -hmm. I remember turning 27 and having wanted to achieve more than I had up to that point. And then I remember being 30 and everything I'd achieved saying to myself, oh, this is what I wanted to achieve back when I was 27. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there is a bit of a longer road than you expect, but it's it's good not to get disheartened. It's good to keep your goals in mind and, and set them out so that you do end up achieving them and you don't give up easily. One thing I'm always surprised about, though, is... The, the constant compliments that I get on my work. Cassandra, I love your stuff. Cassandra, I've passed your stuff onto my boyfriend so mm-hmm. that he comes to you. I think that's what surprises me the most is that I get to hear it every day and constantly, you know, it's it's that's quite overwhelming to me mm-hmm. that it's, it's always a reminder, oh, they really love me. They love my work. <laughs> it's that positive so, feedback, yeah, isn't it? That absolutely. keeps the ball rolling, keeps that momentum going. Absolutely. You know, in the beginning though, when you first started, so when you first had the thought, I'm going to create this business and I'm going to sell jewellery and design it myself, 
Was any part of it like a manifestation in your mind where you visualise things before they actually happened? Or did you just go into this like really blindly and as you went along, things popped up? You went, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do this. Or did you really have a vision in the beginning? I, with the goal setting I did, I believe there were definitely visions there, but not just business for business there were personal visions on what I wanted to have in my life and so I don't think I like really sat and manifested it was more I sat and goal set yeah I wrote things down which is a form of manifestation for sure but then with goal setting along comes you know opportunities that will come your way that you never could foresee coming your way Mm -hmm. and they do and then that opens and then you've gone down this avenue where you've taken this opportunity and then you see something you had envisioned at the start like did I see myself on tv not really Mm. but it, it it happened and then it led to other things in my business or personal life that I had goal set or wrote down back years ago so goal setting was almost like preparation. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. preparing yourself. And like you said, you didn't know everything that was coming your way, but you had a direction. Absolutely. Mm. And I feel that is so important to lay down your goals and things you want to achieve, things you want in your life. I believe it's really, really important because it helped. It absolutely helped me get to where I am. If you don't, it's almost like a little roadmap. Mm, mm-hmm. If you don't have your destination there, how is – like your GPS. If you don't yes. have your destination input, how are you going to know how to get there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, goal setting is a good form of manifestation, absolutely. Well, it worked for mm. me. It's mm. still working to this day. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, when you speak about starting out and goal setting and all of that, there would have been a little bit of like – fear of the unknown, you know, a little bit, um, you're in uncharted waters, so to speak. Yeah. Um, Psychiatrist Carl Jung, who founded Analytical Psychology, he said it best where he said, where your fear is, there your task is. So I'm wondering, Mm. what did you fear most about starting a business, Mm -hmm. complete startup on your own? And how did you overcome that fear? Yeah, good question. I remember being... 23, 24 years old and I was quite literally working on my jeweler's bench in my parents' garage creating a collection Mm -hmm. and I had announced it to the family, I'm going to start my own business. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. They were supportive. They were like, good on you. But I also remember laying awake at night going, what if I fail? Mm -hmm. What if no one buys my things? What if no one likes what I'm doing? The self-doubt talk was very minimal but it was there because I really believed in what I created Mm -hmm. you know I I loved what I created on the bench and I believed that other people would also Mm. but I do remember those those nights thinking to myself okay well what if I spend all this money on you know on the silver on the gold I was using to create pieces what if I spend all this money I quit my job and and it doesn't work. Mm. What then? Mm. So interestingly, it, it did work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked very well. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Look, Ma. <laughs> so would you say, I suppose, that self-belief is what pushed those fear thoughts out? 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's okay for there to still be fear thoughts there. Mm-hmm. I believe 
They're Surely just, you'd still get it to this day. Yeah. You'd still have moments where you're like, whew, okay, I'm yeah. heading into this and it's, it's something new and well, don't know absolutely, what to Absolutely. Interestingly, having a team now, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you've got your own little mastermind group where mm. we throw ideas and if you know and we see how many people vibe with one idea and how many of people will oppose something in the group and and if my intuition says say if there was an idea I had and all the girls hated it which doesn't happen that often mm. or at all I don't can't think of a time but say they all opposed it and my gut told me, no, no, this is right. There's still going to be that initiation from me to move forward on that idea. For sure. So, but self-belief is super important and fear just comes, it comes into a lot of things in life. Starting mm. a business, getting into a relationship, having a family. Yeah. You're always going to have certain little bits of doubt, but it's about, well, what do you think? It's about just moving forward. Look, I think when you've got a purpose, yeah, I think um, fear can be a byproduct of that, but it's just simply the unknown that you're worried about. Absolutely. It's because you Absolutely. haven't yet experienced it. Yeah. So it's always scary. It's always that nervous butterflies in the tummy sort of thing and, and that self-doubt will creep in. But I think like the most important thing is, like you said, you had some goals set out. Mm. You actually had a purpose. You knew what you wanted And that's the drive. That becomes the drive, doesn't it? 100%. And I was going through other things in my mid-20s. I was about to call off my wedding, you know. Mm. Uh, And so that was another fork in the road moment where I was stood there going, do I go this way or do I go that way? Mm. If I marry this man, I kind of can foresee what's going to happen and it doesn't look great. Mm. If I go this way, oh, feels like I'm starting at scratch again I'm still living with my parents I'm not going to move into a house and move out you know and going into the unknown oh gosh my life excelled at that point Mm -hmm. went overseas bought my own apartment I couldn't have foreseen what I ended up with Mm. a few months down the track Mm which was part of the fun, I guess, but also part of the, un- it was the uncertainty of it. But that's the special part, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 100%. That's what makes it all worthwhile. And yeah. you, know, you talk about those fork in the road decisions. It's at that moment where you either level up or you don't. Yeah, 100%. In those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I love that term, level up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, people often forget, right, that it's your choice, how you want to spend your life. And um, sometimes the advice they give you is simply a reflection of their own personal experience. So I'm interested to know, was there any advice that you were given along the way that you wish you hadn't taken on board or thankful that you didn't take on board? Yeah. Look, I'm sure there was lots. There's one in particular (laughs) that sticks in my mind. And that was my mother. God bless her. (laughs) I... So when I started doing fine jewellery, it was about 2012 when I released my first fine collection. Mm -hmm. Then in 2013, I noticed I was having a lot of clients coming to my apartment to, you know, I was creating their engagement rings and I thought, how can a brand, where I want to build this brand to, how can I be doing this out of my apartment? Mm. So I obviously looked to go into a studio. Mm. I found one where I would be subletting from someone and my mother <laughs> says to me, Cassandra, no, no, just stay at home. You're doing well. The business is going well. Just stay there. The expenses are lower. And I just thought, 
what if I don't grow? Mm-hmm. I won't grow. Mm-hmm. And I took my brother Fabio with me to come have a look at that little space that I was looking to go into. And he said, he said, Cassandra, it's, and back in that day, it was something like 6,000 for the year, subletting yeah, right. this little space. And he goes, how many pieces of jewellery do you need to sell to cover that? And the way he made it, I know people listening, like it might not be chump change, but the way he made it sound like it was peanuts to me gave me the confidence to sign that mm-hmm. lease agreement mm-hmm. and to go, you know what, Ma, I'm going to, I love you, but I'm going to leave that advice you've given me and I'm going to go with this piece of advice. Mm. And I think that's definitely important with decision making and big decision making is to know how you feel about something. Yeah. Because often our first reaction, our first decision or thought is the right one. It's kind of like, what do you think about this, yes or no? And normally what you believe is generally the right one. Asking a lot of other people's opinions can cloud our judgment a lot. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is important to just know where you stand on it, but then gain other insight also. It's feedback, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, it's feedback. So you can weigh up all the options. Absolutely. Mm. So, so yeah, that would be one piece of advice I didn't take. (laughs) <laughs> probably the only time that your mother gave you bad advice <laughs> god bless her she's cute <laughs> yeah so you've moved into this new studio yes so you've made the decision i'm stepping out of the comfort zone it's no longer yeah. home visits home yes. appointments that's right you're out in the big wide world uh talk to me about the personal sacrifices you had to make for your business yeah i remember being in my apartment and friends would say, hey, it's a beautiful day, come out to dinner, come out to lunch, come tan at the beach, come do this. And I remembered a lot of my thoughts around that time in my mid-20s was, Cassandra, say no, do your work, Mm -hmm. and it's all going to be worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. And I did. There were a lot of sacrifices in that sense of, oh, I'm young, I should be heading out, enjoying myself, having lunch with friends and doing this kind of thing. But those small sacrifices led me to where I am now, travelling the world. <laughs> I can take all the lunch breaks I want now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was quite literally just pushing myself further and forward at the start mm-hmm. to now being where I am. Did you find it hard to stay disciplined? Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I did. Particularly, I'm living by myself in my apartment, waking up when I wanted. Sometimes when I would go out, you know, you'd get home late and then sleep in. So there were definitely moments, yeah, where I did find the discipline quite hard. Mm. And working late, I would, I was working on designs past midnight. Mm. And that's, that can be dangerous territory because you've got to look at your health and I've learned since then that the optimal times to be asleep are from basically from 9, 10 o'clock up mm. until 4am because that's when your circadian rhythm is, you know, your organs essentially resting in those hours. Your body clock works with that. So going to bed past 12am was not healthy. Mm. It doesn't put you in a good frame of mind for the next day. So mm. if you want to work optimally you need to be asleep. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So that was one thing I learnt later. Mm. But while building up my business, I was definitely 
<sighs> Having very late nights. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Did you come across a lot of like rejection or, or people telling you they didn't like your pieces or not wanting your pieces or any anything that mm. you remember to this day that kind of made you go, I'm not going to buy into that. Mm. And, I, and I know what, what I'm worth and what my designs are worth and I'm going full steam ahead. Yeah. I remember one of the first you know, here I am, everyone loves my stuff, I'm doing all these designs. I remember maybe the first person that didn't go through with me mm-hmm. and my design and and it was it's definitely a thought pro- process when you're younger going, okay, well, why didn't that work? And I believe now that all those things happen for a reason. Mm. I likely learnt that soon after that happened that as I was going through the thought process of, okay, was it price for them? Was it the price that they didn't want to spend was it and it was I I believe it ended up being the price because they tried to haggle me down (laughs) and I just thought "Mm, no no yeah (laughs) yeah so there was definitely those kind of rejections and that one I do remember in particular because I remember on one of my walks I, I think walking is a good time to you know, go through your thoughts. Reflection. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Absolutely. That's a good word for it, reflection. And I remember going through everything in my mind of why they wouldn't have it. And then that other voice came in, that the Cassandra voice, the voice that kept me motivated. Mm. Okay, that wasn't meant to be. Something else is going to open up in its place. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that's very important when starting a business to not get down about small things that can happen or those small rejections or big rejections but to keep your mind on the goal and keep moving forward because something else is going to take its place for every adversity there's an equal or greater benefit I love that so that's something I always keep in mind and that's a quote by Napoleon Hill it's my favorite quote and those are the things I thought when faced with any rejection Mm, mm, that's awesome and you know what else I think is really um, interesting about what you just said Nowadays, a lot of businesses just bow down to customers. Mm. So, you know, a customer will tell you it's too expensive. I don't like this, don't like that. And, you know, I yeah. love the fact that you stood your ground. Even back then when yeah. you were starting out. Absolutely. It's like, you know your worth, girl. <laughs> 100%. It's, it's really interesting you say that because I also remember a client wanting a cheaper diamond mm-hmm. and I held my ethics back then when I needed money. I I was starting my business. I needed the sales mm. and a client said to me, can we go down to an SI2G colour? Mm. Now that might not make sense to a lot of people but there's a certain diamond quality that I source and it's SI1 and above mm-hmm. and it's within the colourless range of diamonds, D to F. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted below those two grades, mm-hmm. which a lot of jewellers do, mm-hmm. a lot of them. So I just maintained, I said, no, I turned them away. I lost about what would have been about Mm $12,000. And I just said, no, because I thought to myself, Cass, if you stick with this now, people are going to know you for your quality and this is how you're going to build yourself. You literally set a standard right then. Yes. Yes. So there you go. Yes. Mm. Can you define success and what it means to you? I love these questions that I came up with, by the way. (laughs) Late at night thinking, what am I going to ask Cassandra? So I think (laughs) late at night, literally. (laughs) So success to me 
at the start, you obviously think about how I can be doing what I love. Mm-hmm. So success, I I correlate success with happiness, to be honest, because you can feel you're successful with going to your nine to five and getting a getting your day done really well, getting mm-hmm. your jobs done really well, mm-hmm. and you find that a success. My success is very closely related to my quality of time with family and friends, my quality of time with my team, and also I look back on my achievements with such – what's the right word for this, cat? Pride. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So – I'm so happy with what I've accomplished, how I've gotten through hard times as well. And that to me is a success. So it doesn't mean that I need to be, you know, driving the best car or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't It doesn't necessarily have to be about materialistic things. Although they're great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's really about... All the smaller things that equate to me being the person I am today that I truly look back on, have I succeeded mm. in what I've set out to do? Um, do I still have goals? Absolutely. Mm. I've still got things I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. I'm still young. Business related or personal? Both. Mm-hmm. Both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely both. And yeah. it's important to have like a definitive line between the two, isn't it? 100%. 100%. And I, in business at the moment, you know, as you said, we've expanded to Melbourne, but there's still so much to do. We're shooting our new collection this year and every year there's a new collection, obviously. But it's, to me, it's always, success is always about bettering the person I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can I be a better, stronger, more resilient Cassandra? Yeah. You know, how can I look back on any downfalls or failures and look back at them positively and go, oh, that was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's really hard to do. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard to do in the moment. You know, when you've been let down or something hasn't gone your way, it's really easy to fall into like and I don't I don't mean to sound yeah. rude when I say this, but it's it's like a victim mentality, right? Yeah. You're allowed to feel down. You're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to be mm-hmm. angry, hurt, all of those things, but it's how you pick yourself up 100%. that determines the character that you are. 100%. Mm. And it's not to say, you know, if we look at that from a personal aspect, it's not to say that you go through a breakup and it's like, how quickly can I get over this? Of course not. It's, yeah, mm. it's, it's about you go through whatever you need to go through, but you do come out better at the end of the day. And it's not staying in that mental, mental attitude for too long as yeah. well. Not letting it become a characteristic that people put you in a category, you know, like, yes. oh, she's always upset. She hasn't gotten over that breakup from three years ago. Yep. You know, now it's just, it's part of her. Yes. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going through things and then just becoming better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a good segue into my next question. Mm. Uh, what are three pieces of advice uh, you would give to anyone looking to start a business or follow a dream? Uh, absolutely. So if I was to tell my younger self something or someone that was younger, mm-hmm. pieces of, of, of advice, I would say follow your passion mm-hmm. because I did. And it's, I, you know, I started beating jewellery at a young age and I followed that passion. And to this day, I absolutely love what I do. Mm. Absolutely love it. I just feel that if you're doing something that you don't love, that's always going to 
people can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talk about my business, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about what I do. And, you know, me and the, my whole team, we go gaga over the diamonds that we see on the daily mm. and we're passionate about it. I think it's really important to actually love what you do on the daily. And, you know, not many people do love their jobs, do they? No. <laughs> There's, because I'll tell you why, okay, because I've, I've been down this road too. Sometimes you get into a comfort zone yeah. and you find that um, maybe the job you landed straight out of high school becomes something that you started with a thought of, I'll be here for like a year and then I'll move on. Mm. But then you get a little bit cushy there. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's like relationships as well. If right. you, things aren't right and you get comfortable, yeah. yeah. And then nothing ever grows in a comfort zone. Yes, yes. Nothing ever grows. That's so very true. all of a sudden your thoughts and, and the way you view life just becomes mundane. Mm-hmm. Like this is my job now. This is, what I, this is what I've committed to. I work nine to five or whatever your hours are at this place for this person. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no hassle, you know, yeah. I come home, I eat, I sleep. And that brings me to number two <laughs> piece of advice. <laughs> I love that. Write down your goals. Yeah. yeah. So if there's something you do want to achieve, if your job has become main mundane and you want to start a cosmetics line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever write, it is. Yeah, whatever it is, write down your goals because goal setting is so valuable. And I guess that's, I mean, knowing a bit of your background too and your yeah. story, you didn't just pop up one day with your Cassandra Ramoni brand. Like you worked a job, yeah, a job that yes. you were bored in. Yes. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So I was working for a fine jewellery manufacturer and my job, as you said, got very mundane. I was in quality control and, you know, I was dealing with guys we're talking polishers setters jewelers and Mm -hmm. they didn't really like that a young female was checking their work but that's not that was my job (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I knew that I was more of a creative and I knew I wanted to be doing more and that led me down the road of okay well what's my next step Mm -hmm. what do I need to do now to start my own thing Mm. and so I took a business course while I was still working for someone else I took a short business course and then I thought, okay, well, I've got to start working on my collection. I love being creative, so that's the next step. Yeah, I want to yeah. create my own jewellery. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you, more goals obviously came into it where I was like, well, I want my jewellery in shops now. Mm-hmm. I want this person wearing my jewellery. Okay, and then once the bridal collection was happening, I was like, well, I want to be doing more. Mm. So... I want to do diamonds. <laughs> I love that. I want to make engagement <laughs> rings. I want to be in the happiest part of people's lives. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I think another tip I would give is don't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a no, dust yourself off and try again. Yeah. 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 So find a way through, over, under, around it, whatever it is, keep going. I wonder, sometimes it would be really hard to do that right because Mm. your creations are your own personal expression so if someone's saying no I don't want that or no you can't do that no you can't progress no not here it would it would hurt a little bit yeah yeah absolutely it would be hard to kind of flick that because you it's almost like a personal attack it's like this is my baby yeah (laughs) yeah this is you know my heart and soul that you're talking about absolutely but how many how many times did it take Edison to create the light bulb you know I have no I mean? idea how many. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, babe. <laughs> um. 
I also love that you don't know the answer to that. <laughs> uh, 3,000. <laughs> but it's, I remember reading somewhere that you want to chop down a tree, right? Mm-hmm. You can't take one swing with an axe and it's going to fall down. Mm-hmm. You have to go there each and every day or stay there throughout the day. And how many swings is it going to take you to get that tree down? Yeah, right. I like that analogy. And I remember reading that when I started my business in my mid-20s. Mm. And I was like, okay, try again. Yep. You go again. Yep. You keep going. You send another email to, to a blog or to a magazine where I want my jewellery to be featured. That one rejects me. I send another one. Yeah. I send another one. I do it again. Yeah. So you can't get anywhere from just trying the once. No, <laughs> an opportunity isn't going to come Unless knocking. you're really, really, really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm sure there's been moments where that's that's yeah. also happened for you. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Mm. But it's, it's the mindset of knowing that things can take time and things then do appear. Quite easily, yeah, quite extraordinary. you're creating opportunity with your thought. Yes. And that's what I think is the most important thing because anything that you visualise, you can create. Yeah. And so I definitely, well, that's clear with your jewellery. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. there's a design in mind, you put it down on paper and before you know it, you've created this gorgeous piece. Absolutely. You know, so everything, you know, starts and ends in the mind. And I know in these um, episodes, you'll probably hear me say that a lot, but I, I, I just... I suppose I just want people to know that you are your own best friend and you're your own worst enemy Mm. and it all begins in the way you speak to yourself. Oh, so true. Yes, yes, this is very true. Mm. And I was just thinking that I remember sometimes I read that, you know, you've got goals to keep them to yourself, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know. But I remember some of the goals I had uh, I discussed them with my brother. I wanted to achieve this. And my brother had great little ideas as well. It's almost like creating a little mastermind mm, group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're also manifesting with someone else. Oh, for sure. You're sharing your thoughts but getting great feedback in yeah. that same instant as well. And I guess you would have felt that when you um, put a team together. Correct, when yeah. When you hired the girls Picking and you, the got right this, you got this group going of like amazing strong women and and they're all on the same, like they've got the same vision as you. Mm. They believe in the product, they love it, they love what you do and that, that shines and shows through what you project on social media to when you walk in the door at the studio like – well done, Thank Cass. You. You've done really Thank well with you. that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I appreciate get, that. I want to get to some um, juicy and exciting questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, still business related, but um, tell me, what is the most romantic proposal oh. a client has arranged for their partner? There have been so many beautiful ones, so many from clients that, you know, put rose petals up the stairs and then, you know, propose at the end of the stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I think one of the most beautiful ones, and it was one that I got to actually be a part of, was my cousin was, you know, her part, her husband now, but she was with the, her boyfriend who was a pilot. Mm-hmm. So he said to us all, I believe it was around Easter time, he said, I want you guys to be involved in the proposal. I need you to write, will you marry me on the sand at Moon to Bay, right? Aww. And what he did was he took her on a flight 
and then flew over the Will You Marry Me written in the sand. I think we actually had to use twigs that day because it was working, so we wrote it out like that. (laughs) But we were all there waving as well and my cousin obviously said yes and then vomed into a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bit of uh, travel sickness there. But it was such a sweet way and a beautiful way to have the whole family involved uh, in the proposal. So it was quite gorgeous. Yeah. So I think she was really ready to land and he was like, just look over, (laughs) look out the window. (laughs) <laughs> and so yeah it was it was nice so oh, that's, that's pretty wonderful yeah. you know I love I love hearing stories like that because like my proposal story was <laughs> nothing like that can you Not refresh everyone <laughs> please on how Luca proposed oh look if you know Luke and I then you know that this is just so perfectly <laughs> us um so I had obviously I knew this ring was coming because yes. I'd help design it yes yes <laughs> I and came to you with Luke ring. and oh, hello. <laughs> I came to you um with Luke we that's how we became friends uh that's yeah. how we first met yes and um yeah so this ring I knew was ready because I saw the email come through <laughs> to say you can come pick up the ring and I was like oh! it was never wow. meant to be a surprise right because yes, yes. I'm there the whole way through so I knew he was going to get it and yeah. he came home and I was like I was like a little puppy at the door like Aww. waiting you know he, he comes home and he acts like nothing happened meanwhile he's holding this like Cassandra Mamoni bag <laughs> right just strolls in and I was like you got the ring he's like yeah I got the ring I was like okay you're gonna give it to me and he's like no I was like what he's like you gotta wait like don't you want I was like no I just just let me see it <laughs> He's like, well, if I'm going to let you see it, you might as well just wear it and be done with it. Anyway, we're in the kitchen at this point, okay? And he takes it out of the bag. And I was like, you know, I was so excited just to see what it looked like. You know, in my head I had this grand plan and I was like, I can't wait to see how this piece looks. Anyway, and he's like, well, here, like this, like... (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, you need to propose or something. Like, He's like... Will you marry me? And I was like, can you get on one knee? He's like, no. I was like, what? Hold on, hold on. And then I like zip back into reality. I'm like, hey, babe, you actually got to do this properly. He's like, we're in the kitchen. Like we're in the kitchen. It's like a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> like, calm down. But I just want to do a little side note on that and to let everyone know that Luca is such an amazing guy and the amount of jewellery he has bought Kat, oh. like diamond earrings, diamond necklace, another diamond ring. So He's I think he, he definitely yeah, look, he definitely makes up. I <laughs> fucked that one up, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> Lol. He probably, yeah, he would have done, like if you hadn't rushed him, he probably yes. would have done something really lovely. <laughs> Poor but guy. Didn't even have a chance. Surprisingly, that's not the worst I've heard. <laughs> really? The kitchen is not the worst? We had a client, God bless them, such beautiful clients, and I hope they have no idea who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they so will. You're about to out their story. <laughs> Me and all the girls were waiting for this guy to propose. And like you, they both came in as a couple yep. for the engagement ring. And I knew a mutual friend of theirs and it was at some point three weeks later, a month later, I can't remember, that I messaged this friend and I said, has he proposed yet? (laughs) And the friend said, yes, lol. Oh, oh, lol. And I was like, 
what what do you mean <laughs> he goes he proposed she said yes I was like okay, okay. good news he she got back from work drive ho- drove home into the garage and he proposed in the Me and the girls were like, come on. (laughs) But we were like, that's fine. All this lead up in the the garage. I love that. Kitchen, garage. Why not? What's next? What's next? You're going to be on the toilet. Just like, (laughs) what is next? Seriously. Knocking on the door like. (laughs) But she's got a very beautiful ring and I'm sure. Hey, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Let's go down a path now of a bit more... um, Personal, not business, mm. but on the same topic yeah. of jewellery and proposals and things like that. Tell me, do you believe in a one true love? Mm, I thought you were going to say, do you believe in one must <laughs> <laughs> One true love. Yes. I believe you can have multiple soulmates. Mm-hmm. I believe you can have a few different twin flames as well. Mm-hmm. So I believe in all that jazz. I... But is there one person and only one person that's meant for you out there? No. Mm, okay. What do you think? It's a loaded question. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> that's why I asked you. <laughs> no, I believe we can have multiples. I believe I believe that there'd be more than one soulmate out there for me for sure, but it's about who you find and and they would have multiples out there also. Mm. I think I don't just believe there's one like Kevin that I need to find. <laughs> you <Kevin>. know when <laughs> like I can't you know I just... all the names <laughs> I don't believe there's just like one Ron out there. <laughs> There is one Ron out there. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, I think there's multiples and I think you just, I mean, that's, that's what I think anyways. You know, some might say that there is absolutely only one. I guess you'd find that out maybe on your deathbed if you blast it all. <laughs> Where's this gone? How did we get there? I mean, like, if you lasted your entire life with them and then you're on your deathbed and you're like, yeah, that was my only one and only song. I'm talking you're 95 years old and you're on your deathbed. And only then do you know. I love that. That's um, that's amazing words of wisdom from Cass today. Far out. Do you think Luke is your one and only soulmate? Wait, do you think Luke's your soulmate? <laughs> Imagine if I said no, like 13 years later, he'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> You're like, look, what we discussed today, I think there's <laughs> others out there, so I'm going to go looking. <laughs> I'm going to leave you well, on hold. Look, the short answer is yes. Yeah. Luke is definitely a soulmate of mine. Yeah. Definitely. There's been a connection even before we started dating. Oh, I love that. So, you know, when yeah. you meet someone for the first time and you feel like you've known them a lifetime. Yes. And people often say that, but it's... It's sometimes dismissed because it sounds a bit corny, mm. but mm. I truly believe that soul connection universally is a thing. Mm. And I believe personally that we have met particular souls in past lives and, and we've lived in eras with these people and in some lives they've been lovers, in some lives they've been friends and 
family or enemies. Yeah, someone you need to learn from. Yeah, yep. I, I really feel like in this life, the one that we're consciously living in right now, uh, people come into your life for a reason. But I truly believe that whilst you find that one special person where there's something that they tick majority of the boxes, if mm. not all, mm. okay, and they're the people that you're like, I want to be with this person. Yeah, This feels like home, yes. right? However, and this might sound controversial, but if I look back on other relationships uh-huh. in my younger years, they were also soulmates, uh-huh. okay? But but not, how do I put this, not like the person I was meant to end up with, marry, have kids with, nothing like that. Uh-huh. I just mean soulmates in a sense of we were meant to be in each other's lives at that moment mm-hmm. for yeah. a reason. And I believe that reason is about learning. Yes. There's a lesson in every single thing. Mm. Every person you meet has something to teach you if you give them a chance. And sometimes those lessons are horrific mm. and they're traumatic. And you sit there and you think, why did I have to go through that? Yeah. Like absolutely. why did that happen to me? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. But it's only later in life that you'll look back uh, like upon reflection and you'll look back and you'll go, that had to happen for me to appreciate what I've got now. Now, absolutely. You know, so I believe in a variety of soulmates. I mean, not even romantically. Like, Cass, mm. you and I are soulmates. Soul sisters, baby. We're connected yeah. on a level that sometimes I think, how did this even happen? From yeah. coming in and you designing my engagement ring As- to us now starting the I podcast. Know. You exactly. know, like there's there's a connection there. And it's, it's important to honour those connections, I believe, because nothing in life is by chance. Mm. Mm. Again, that's my I opinion. That. <laughs> no, I believe that. Nothing is a coincidence. Yeah, you know? 100%. And a little challenge, right? If you take note of people that you meet for the first time, take note of the conversations you have with them mm. and how they apply to your life in the now. Yeah. Because people come into your life in fleeting moments, sometimes not for long, but the lessons that they teach you are ongoing. Yeah. The lessons that they teach you resonate with you because they're a reflection of the point Correct. of time that you're in now. Yep, 100%. I was going to say that. It's almost like a mirror showing you yourself back. Yeah. And what you need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I went a bit on a windy road there, but I suppose the short answer is yes, I believe Luke is my soulmate. And I also believe that we have a variety of them. Like I look at my sister, my parents, like mm. we're connected. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that Absolutely. I've known these souls for a s- Freaking years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah past lives. Know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't oh. know. What's your take on past lives? Uh, you know, I actually don't know whether you know this, but when I was young, I had this, I remember hearing that adults talk about reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So, I must have been little, five, mm-hmm. six, and I heard them talking about reincarnation and coming back and whatnot. I started to get very homesick at that point. So mum would take me to school and I would start crying and there became a fear of death. Like, is my mum going to die and then turn into a caterpillar? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there was, you know, little mind, obviously. I was six years old, but there became this real fear around reincarnation so much so that when I heard the word, I dismissed it and I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. It became a real negative for me. Obviously, I've grown up (laughs) and I look at it somewhat differently now. I don't know how much I believe in in reincarnation. Maybe I've still got a little bit of attachment of how I used to feel as as a kid, 
So, I, yeah, mm. that's an interesting question for me because short answer would be, yes, now I do believe in past lives. I do believe, you know, but there's still a little bit of stigma there for me mm. where it kind of, I don't, it's almost like I put it on the back burner and don't think about that, yeah. you know, what could potentially happen, in, you know, mm. in the next life or. Mm. You know, that's true. I don't mm. often think about future lives I only think about it in a sense of a past life mm. where I feel like um you know a connection with a person that I have in my life is just too deep to have only been accomplished yes. in in, in yes. this life you know mm. in, in 30 years you know yeah. or 10 years or what's us six years yeah, yeah you know like sometimes you know it's not like we live with each other where, mm. we, where we know each other inside out however it feels that way that way and you don't feel that with every person that you no. meet Exactly. You know, so that's what pulls me into believing in potentially in something like a past life because why do I draw myself to you but then not to another person? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And like I said to you this morning on our way here, I <laughs> some of the conversations I have with you, I do not have with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I can literally tell you things that no one would be able to get out of me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's special. It's special, it is isn't special. it? <laughs> it is special. I'm actually proud of that. Yeah, of um, course you are. It's <laughs> a legacy that you left on earth. Well, what was Cassandra's go-to? <laughs> Cassandra Mamoni, the jeweller. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, I love that. You know what, Cass? Let's leave it there. But thank Amazing. you so, so much for today. Thank you. Loved that was air. fun. Yeah, that was really fun. We'll see you next time. Until next time. <laughs> Ciao.